welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with attorney Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It's it's really nice that at this point, it seems that spring is really here. You know, the... the uh, hopefully the the pollen is a little less than it has been over the last few weeks. I, I hope uh, we will see it go away. I, I mean, I've heard so many folks what they would give up if they didn't suffer from allergies this time of year. <laughs> and uh, it, you know, I, I'm I'm one of them, and I don't have allergies badly, uh, not like so many people do. It's it's pretty bad, but. Beyond that, you know, the weather has turned. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the cold weather is out of here finally. And uh, so now we can make plans to enjoy being outdoors. Uh, and and that, that means an awful lot, you know. So, um, you know, the only thing standing in the way of, of some folks right now are the facts that that uh, taxes are are due in about a week. <laughs> now, I, I will remind folks that uh, taxes are actually not due this year on the 15th of April as the, the normal date, only because the 15th falls on Saturday. So they're actually giving us until the 17th, uh, Monday, uh, in order to get our taxes in the mail. Uh, or, like most of us, we file them electronically now, uh, but there's so, still some of us who actually put the paper in the mail, and that's we can still legally do that. Um, but electronically seems to work a little better uh, for folks. But uh, And, of course, if, if Monday the 17th doesn't work for you, in other words, you're behind, you've procrastinated, then you can file an extension, an automatic extension. But there's one thing you can't extend. You know what that is? The bill that's due. That's right. You got to pay your tax, even if you don't know how much it is, uh, if you file an extension. There is no extension on the payment uh, of what you owe or what you think you owe, uh, what the government says you owe. <laughs> and if you don't pay enough... Uh, then you'll have a penalty and interest for not paying the full amount due. So, you know, you're better off if you're filing an extension uh, to actually uh, overpay what you think so that you, you know, because obviously you can get a refund, which most people enjoy, but uh, overpaying will at least um, keep you from having uh, penalties and interest, and that, that's a good thing. But uh, automatic extensions are something that, that are, is very, very helpful to an awful lot of us, including me. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, just make sure you pay your taxes uh, on or before the 17th. So that, that's good. And, of course, a lot of folks will be looking for those refunds. And so, um, you know, uh, frankly, and it's too late, but a lot of folks have um, have said, you know, file your taxes early to avoid um, problems with the IRS with the scammers because, you know, it's a, it's a big thing where uh, 
uh, bad people are filing taxes on your behalf to, to get the refunds, uh, and then you find out that uh, you have difficulty filing your own taxes because the IRS thinks you've already filed them. So a lot of folks are saying, you know, file as quickly as you can, uh, particularly if you have simple uh, tax returns to do. And that's pretty good advice uh, from year to year. But it's too late to do that now because we're almost uh, to the tax due time. <laughs> Well, it, it is nice that we do get those two extra days to uh, uh, make sure that we've taken care of our payment there with tax day. So we do need to take care of that. And, you know, that is a little bit dreadful for some people. But before tax day, Bill, we've got our webinars coming up on Wednesday, April 12th. This is always an exciting time for you because you get to interact with so many of the people here who would like more information when it comes to uh, long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, or asset protection and trust planning. So I know there's always a, a buzz around the office the oh, week of the webinars. I truly enjoy uh, our, our webinars. So I'm looking forward to Wednesday, the, the 12th of April. Uh, you know, uh, I should remind folks that we do these webinars uh, every month, and we do it the second Wednesday of each month. So if there's something that impedes your schedule, this month, we hope you'll join us next month. But uh, f quite frankly, this is a good time of year to participate. And it's really easy with a, with a webinar, as long as you have a, a computer or a smartphone and internet uh, service, which uh, most of us do, uh, then um, it's a, a free webinar uh, and people can... I've never heard anybody ever tell me, I wish I hadn't uh, attended. <laughs> <laughs> because we we do give people, in fact, I think there are a lot of surprises uh, which go into uh, both of our uh, webinars, uh, you know, because the morning webinar is on uh, long-term care, uh, you know, how do you get eligible for Medicaid uh, and uh, other government assistance programs because Medicaid's not the only program out there that can help folks. And then... Um, the afternoon session is on asset protection and how asset protections and trusts are used together. Uh, it does not focus on Medicaid or long-term care, uh, but uh, on, on other elements of asset protection. So, it, But anyway, I, since we're having a webinar uh, next week, I thought that I would uh, do some little teasers, if you will, about uh, primarily about Medicaid. And so the first thing I wanted to talk about this morning uh, is uh, what is Medicaid planning? I mean, people hear those terms and it's like, well, what is that? I mean, I, I thought you just had to be dirt poor to, to be able to get Medicaid. Uh, and, and, of course, that's one of the three big lies, and I'm, I'll go into that in a little bit. But the fact is, is uh, what do elder law attorneys do to help families get a loved one uh, financial assistance when they need uh, nursing facility care? And it's a really important thing because who can afford to pay seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars a month, which of course has to be paid in cash, 
Uh, I mean, you can't give them chickens uh, and expect them to take care of you. So it's it's the kind of thing where most families don't have um, that much cash to pay for very long. Um, and so it's like, well, can I get assistance? And not every family can, and not every family should uh, because they have other resources uh, from which uh, they can actually pay the bills without reducing their net worth. But, uh, and then there are other folks that have long-term care insurance, but that's a very, very small percentage of people um, who have it taken care of that way. So Medicaid planning that elder law attorneys help families with is really about two things. It's, it is to help uh, a person attain eligibility for Medicaid. And truthfully, there are a lot of legal tricks in the bag that can be useful, that are perfectly proper, lawful, uh, and should be used by families. Um, uh, and then, so eligibility is, a, is a, a big thing, but eligibility by itself is not everything. In fact, the second part of Medicaid planning is af- after or during the process of getting a person eligible for Medicaid benefits, it's how do you protect their property? Because the fact is, is that most middle-class families can, in fact, qualify for Medicaid. um, And that's true whether they are married or single. Um, It it is, the rules are are a little bit easier for those who are, in fact, married. Uh, But the fact is, is that a good planner can help either a single person or a married person uh, become eligible uh, for Medicaid, and, and that's um, what the planning is all about. Now, another question that people ask is, well, do you have to do all of this five years before I ever need that type of care? And the answer is no. In fact, most of the plans that I do are what I call crisis plans. Uh, dad's in the nursing home in rehab. The doctors are telling us that he can't come home, that we can't take adequate care of him. Uh, and so they're saying he has to stay in the nursing home. Is there anything we can do? And the answer most of the time is yes. We, we can basically help get him on Medicaid very quickly. And by very quickly, that normally means within a month or so. Sometimes it takes longer than that, depending on lots and lots of circumstances. But um, it's not unusual for us to be able to get a person uh, that, that uh, where people can help us um, in terms of the logistics, if you will, to uh, get a family member qualified uh, pretty quickly. So Medicaid planning um, is about helping families become eligible for Medicaid as quickly as possible and protecting their assets at the same time. Uh, And you say, well, why do you need asset protection? Most people have heard this, but when you go on Medicaid, there is what's called Medicaid estate recovery. 
And so uh, it's can you legally and properly avoid Medicaid estate recovery? And the answer is absolutely yes, but you have to be proactive about it. You can't just assume that your assets will be protected and, and that uh, there won't be estate recovery because if you don't do anything, the likelihood of full recovery is pretty high. But if you just do it right with some help, then you typically can, in fact, protect uh, your assets. So that's what Medicaid planning is, is all about. And like I said, for most middle-class families, um, it's the way to go. Because if you can get someone eligible for Medicaid and preserve your property at the same time, guess what? That's not only good for the family, but it also means that there's resources available to improve the care of your loved one. Because most the, the fact is, is that most people can't afford the bill to begin with. So if you're trying to pay eight or $9,000 a month, you don't have an extra nickel to spare to help care and supplement the care that your loved one is receiving in a nursing home. And there is no one alive that will say to you, nursing care is wonderful. You know, it's not. We know that. We know that the care is, is substandard uh, and and families need to be there to supplement the care. But if you have extra money, you can, you can pay others to also supplement what you can do as a family. And that makes can make a huge difference in a person's um, last years, if you will. If you are dealing with a long-term care crisis or it's something that you desperately want to avoid, make sure you attend Bill's free webinars. As Bill mentioned, you know, nursing care can cost between eight to $9,000 a month. It can be catastrophic in terms of your finances if you are not prepared for it. If you want to learn more about Bill's free webinars, you can go online to wgalaw.com. Dot com wgalaw.com just click on the seminars button at the top of the page it's free to register free to attend this is happening on wednesday april 12th bill does this the second wednesday of every month so you can sign up for next month if you would like to but if this wednesday is open for you be sure to go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page or you can call the office for more information the phone number is 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. A quick break and back with more on Medicaid. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Find more about Bill and his free webinars happening this Wednesday, April 12th online at wgalaw.com, wgalaw.com. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits that could be helpful and obtainable for you if you are dealing with a long-term care crisis, this is a wonderful opportunity for you. Or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, 
you can attend one of these highly educational webinars put on by Bill. There's no cost to attend. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more or call 919-256-7000. And Bill, part of the reason why these webinars are so valuable, uh, especially when it comes to the long-term care webinar, is that there's just so much misinformation out there, and it's really hard to find a resource that can explain everything in a way that's correct. Well, there's no question about it. I mean, there is a ton of misinformation, but and the fact is, is that there are a lot of folks who think they know a little bit, and they try to be helpful, but oftentimes when people are trying to be helpful and they don't actually know what they need to know about Medicaid, they can unintentionally give you very, very bad advice. Uh, and, and that's true among people whom you trust as advisors. They can be social workers in the hospitals or in the nursing homes. They can be your attorney. They can be your financial advisor, your banker. They, uh, truthfully, they're, uh, none of these folks have a full picture of what the rules are. They, they may know a little bit. But the fact is, is that they don't know enough to be helpful. And the fact is, is, is that oftentimes when for folks who try to do it themselves, try to figure out a way, how can we do this ourselves so we don't have to go see that elder law attorney, um, you screw it up. And you end up costing yourself 10 times more than if you'd simply... Uh, seen a professional who knows these rules and can help you uh, get eligible and to protect your assets. Um, and it's, um, as so many people wait, um, uh, you, you know, thinking that they understand the rules and you have to be poor, so we might as well just pay the nursing home. And those are some of the worst mistakes people make. So I, I wanted to you know, go back to uh, a theme that I started with, you know, 25 years ago in terms of Medicaid planning. And what are the three big lies about Medicaid? Uh, and, and these are where the misinformation is, quite frankly, because people just don't understand the rules. So the first and the biggest lie, if you get right down to it, and sometimes I'll I will call this a half-truth because there's a little bit of truth in it, but it's uh, it, it, the, the, what's, what's little about it is, the, is what makes it a big lie because if you don't understand it, then uh, you're going to go in the wrong direction. So what's the biggest lie? The biggest lie is when it comes to nursing facility care, you must be poor, not have anything, in order to qualify. People have heard you have to have less than $2,000 to qualify for Medicaid. Now, what's the truth? The fact is this. When it comes to the $2,000, that only applies to the patient, does not apply to the spouse. Now, the spouse is limited as well in terms of 
how much countable assets they can have to, for their loved one to qualify for Medicaid. However, what they're not telling you is the fact that even the patient can have an unlimited amount of non-countable or exempt property. And what I'm getting at is what that actually means, because folks would be scratching their heads going, I have no clue what that means, Bill. Um, it basically means that if you uh, convert your proper, what's countable to non-countable, you can have, I mean, there's an unlimited amount of property. There are folks in North Carolina that have net worths of, couple million dollars and they're still on Medicaid because their property is non-countable. So uh, with Medicaid eligibility, it's almost always about the kinds of assets that you have. Uh, uh, you know, uh, now, so th the fact is, is that um, now there are a number of Medicaid programs. It's not just one big program. And the fact is that some of the programs do, in fact, require you to, to be uh, very low income and very few assets. You know, in es essence, you're struggling, you know, as far as things go. But, the, the, um, uh, but when you need nursing facility care, the rules are such that middle class families, if they have professional help, can qualify pretty quickly. And that's that's what an elder law attorney does when they are doing Medicaid planning uh, for uh, families. Because everyone struggles when it comes to paying the high cost of nursing home care. I mean, who, who has eight or nine or ten thousand dollars a month that they can just shell out? And not struggle doing it. I mean that—that's uh, what we're really talking about. So that's the first big lie. Uh, what's another one? Uh, the the uh, another one that's fairly common is if I go on Medicaid, then a state recovery will take my house upon my death, and I don't want to lose my house. So I better not apply for Medicaid. In other words, they're going to take my house. That, again, is a half-truth. <clears throat> With professional help or luck, either one, you can protect your house from Medicaid estate recovery in North Carolina. We have a number of different techniques that work as far as that goes. Now, what if you don't go to a lawyer? Are you going to lose your house every time? No. Uh, most, If you're married then uh, more often than not, as a percentage, the uh, healthy spouse, the community spouse, survives the patient. And, uh, and obviously, then uh, that house would be owned, in most cases, by the surviving spouse, and so there would not be a state recovery. But if you're single, or if you're the patient who has survived the death of your community spouse, what about that house? Is that house hanging out? Yes, it is hanging out. So the fact is, is that you've got to protect the house before the patient dies. If you wait until after the person dies thinking, oh, I've heard a lawyer can protect my house, you've, you're too late. The likelihood of, of your ability to protect a house after the death of your loved one 
is slim and none. I mean, there there is a slim chance, but uh, the fact is it's extremely difficult to protect a house after a person's uh, deceased. However, if the family has good, advanced, general durable powers of attorney, or the patient is lucid and can sign documents, then property can, in fact, be protected by an elder law attorney. Um, so again, are you going to lose your home? Not if you have good assistance from an elder law attorney. And the sooner you have that assistance, the better. Because what did I say? You have to be lucid or you have to have the right documents, the general durable power of attorney. And I can tell you, most seniors don't have the right power of attorney to be able to protect uh, your property. Now, I know there are folks, well, I got a power of attorney. I, I agree. A lot of, most of us do. But the fact is, is that most powers of attorney are inadequate for asset protection. Elder law attorneys do powers of attorney where you can do asset protection planning. And so that's, that's something I preach about every week, I think, in some way or another. But having the right kind of documents in advance of a crisis uh, is always uh, far superior to just going through the crisis and winging it. You don't want to wing it at any point in any kind of crisis. That's good advice, Bill. And uh, here's a pro tip for folks who are maybe aren't sure if their documents are uh able to perform in the way that you might be necessary in a, in a case with a long-term care crisis. You can have your documents reviewed by Bill. You can go online to wgalaw.com. It's easy to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, but here's the pro tip. Attend one of Bill's free webinars, and you also get a free consultation with Bill. You can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page if you want to learn more about the Long-Term Care Assistance webinar in the morning, or if you want to attend the Asset Protection and Trust Planning webinar in the afternoon. It's free to do so. There's no cost to you. And this is happening Wednesday, Wednesday, April 12th. Go to WGALaw.com, click on that Seminars button, or call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. It's great to get ahead and make sure that you have an understanding of this world because, as we've said, there's a lot of misinformation out there, even from people who really mean well and want to try to help you. It's important to get information from a credible source, go to WGALaw.com to learn more. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can 
Learn more about Bill and his free webinars happening this Wednesday, April 12th. We've been talking about it throughout the program, but if you would like to learn more about Medicaid eligibility when it comes to long-term care, or if you want to learn more about VA benefits when it comes to long-term care, this is a wonderful free opportunity for you. Bill also has a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. This is all happening Wednesday, April 12th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. So you're going to have to wait until May if you want to attend the next set of webinars. But there's still time for you to register for this Wednesday's. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more or call the office 919-256-7000. Bill, for those who have listen to this program or this station for a while, you know that you often talk about the three big lies of Medicaid, and we've gone over two so far, so let's get to number three. Well, what's the third big lie about Medicaid? And here it is. If I make a gift, um, I have to wait five years to receive Medicaid. Now, that's simply what I call a misunderstanding if you get right down to it, because people have heard of the five-year look-back. So what's that? The five-year look-back is when you apply for Medicaid, the Department of Social Services, the caseworker, is going to look back into your bank accounts and investment accounts to see if you've made any transfers Uh, within five years from the date of your application. So what are they looking for? They're looking not for gifts to your spouse. In other words, you can make transfers to your spouse. Those have no sanction, no penalty. And in fact, the first thing we do in a Medicaid plan is move property to the spouse as quickly as possible. Uh, That protects it. Uh, from a state recovery, and it allows us to convert property at that point uh, successfully with with less problems. Um, now, um, when it comes to what what are they looking for to penalize transfers or gifts to children and grandchildren? That's really what they're looking for. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're not supposed to sanction the little gifts you make that are historical, such as birthday, anniversary, Christmas, uh, those types of gifts, as, as, as long as they're historical. In other words, if you've always made a $50 gift or a $100 gift in the past, they're not supposed to sanction it. Now, quite frankly, sometimes the caseworkers do sanction it because they can't distinguish it, if you will. Uh, And of course, there are others who want to be more generous uh, in the later years of their life. And so instead of a $50 sweater, they go out and and, uh, write a check for uh, $5,000 or $500 or whatever. And those will always be sanctioned. Uh, And by sanctioned, I mean penalized, where And what the penalty means is even if you're otherwise eligible for Medicaid, they will delay uh, during the for a penalty period. They will delay your 
being able to receive your Medicaid benefits, which basically means you're in a private pay situation until that penalty period expires. And, of course, uh, that can be really bad. And, and quite frankly, in most, most of the family situations that we help, we have to do what's called a gift back in order to avoid the penalty, penalty uh, that would otherwise have to be served. And, of course, so they're looking for, uh, and, and the fact is, is that, no, you don't have to wait five years. Five years is the look-back period, not the penalty period, and that's a big misunderstanding. And the other thing is that, uh, and a lot of folks don't realize this, is that we do have the ability to undo that penalty with a gift-back. And in North Carolina, we don't have to gift back the same property that was gifted. Now, some other states have different rules, but we can gift back anything of value to undo that. Now, there's one other thing that I like to mention to seniors, uh, particularly because as we get older, we need to, uh, if we are a family that would need Medicaid help, um, uh, you know, if we need nursing care, then we need to stop using cash. In other words, there's so many people that go to the bank every week or every month and get a little bit of cash, you know, a few hundred dollars, if you will, to uh, just pay for incidentals. And, and you've been doing it all your life. Well, the fact is, is that cash transactions are going to be treated by the Department of Social Services like a gift, and you could say, no, 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 it's not a gift. I just go to go go to McDonald's with it. But the fact is, is that if you don't have receipts and you can't show where the cash went, in other words, they're looking for transparency. They want to be able to follow your money. And the presumption is if you're using cash, the, the cash is going to your children and grandchildren and not to McDonald's and Dollar Tree and other places where you might use cash. So um, uh, it's... It, this is where the five-year look back is not understood by most people. But if you understand it, you can basically make it work for you. Understanding is key in making sure that you're not going off of a half-truth or uh, just going by a name of what you've heard, you know, the five-year look back. That does sound like you need five years uh, of planning to be on Medicaid, but that is not the case. Attend Bill's free webinars to learn more from Bill. It's free to do so. It's happening Wednesday, this Wednesday, April 12th. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, or you can call the office, 919 256 7,000. 919-256-7,000. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. We're taking a quick break and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to learn more about Bill, find more about his free webinars happening Wednesday, this Wednesday, April 12th, WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. You can learn more about Medicaid, which we spent a lot of time discussing today. You can learn more about VA benefits when it comes to assistance for long-term care. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. You can also learn more about asset protection and trust planning in the afternoon webinar happening on Wednesday, WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to learn more or call 919-256-7000. Bill, we're talking about Medicaid. Last week, we were we had a, a good discussion about trust. So what what is at the intersection of these two items, trust and Medicaid? Well, that, you know, it's important uh, because trust can be used in Medicaid planning and, and can be very, very effective for families. And there are different strategies and different kinds of trust that can be used. Now, we've talked about the five-year look back. And so there, there are some advisors who mistakenly believe that one of the only ways that you can do Medicaid planning is to use an irrevocable trust at least five years before you need assistance. Well, how many of us know that we're going to need nursing care five years from now? I mean, the fact is, is that none of us do. And so... um, uh, can you use an irrevocable trust uh, that where you put the majority or all of your property in a trust that is non-countable for Medicaid? Now, the first thing first, if you do that, uh, there is a five-year look back. So you can think of it as closing the window uh, and can that work? Um, it can. There are some negatives about it in my book. I mean, the main thing is this, and this is the part that so many folks don't understand. If you do what I call a five-year look-back irrevocable Medicaid trust, um, you you cannot create a trust like that for yourself or your spouse. Did you get that? In other words, I can't um, put my property in trust for myself or my spouse and it be effective for Medicaid. Um, Now, so how do you do this? What is a Medicaid trust if I can't be a beneficiary? It's where um, you give up control of your property and you make your children your beneficiaries during your lifetime, and and most of us would do it after our death. So how does that actually work? Well, uh, frankly, uh, there has to be some uh, agreement that they're going to allow you to stay in your home. (laughs) And secondly, that if you need some cash, that they will turn around and assist you uh, with your money, if you will, that you've put into an irrevocable trust for their benefit and not yours. 
Can that work? Yes, it can work in the right family, but it's not going to work in every family. And how many of us want to give up control of all of our, our property? And if you do it wrong, I mean, if, it's, if the trust isn't prepared right, you're going to lose some of the tax advantages on your home and some of your other property. Because when you make a gift, as I talk you know, about tax planning, because we do a lot of tax planning here, uh, is the fact that when you make an absolute gift, uh, the income tax basis goes with that gift. There's no step up in the basis when you die. That's a huge negative. Now, you can do an irrevocable trust that gives you the benefit of a step up in basis and you can maintain the right to live there and things like that. But those kinds of trusts are not going to be done by anybody other than an elder law attorney, and, and they're very specialized. And I don't do them very often because I see more negatives in, in them most of the time. Now, the, the trust that I do use frequently is a will-based supplemental needs trust. It's based on federal law, and it's in your will. And you put it in there for your spouse. So if I have a healthy spouse, we change their will, create a supplemental needs trust in their will for the patient. Now, the, for that to work, all the property has to be in the name of the spouse who is healthier. And of course, if the healthy spouse survives, no problem. Uh, because there's no trust. But if the healthy spouse surprises us and dies first, then all of that property is in an asset protection trust. It's There's no sanction, no penalty, no problem. So I, I like those trusts. But but you have to understand that you, they, the ownership of the property has to be done exactly right. It's that kind of expertise that makes it so important that you get the advice of an elder law attorney because uh, you may have had documents done in the past or think that you have uh, some planning that will execute the way that you are intending but there's always uh, unintended consequences and unforeseen events that can happen so make sure you've had your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney if you want to learn more about medicaid and medicaid planning schedule some time to speak with bill go to wga law Dot com or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill's free webinars are happening this Wednesday, April 12th. You can go to WGALaw.com to learn more. This is a great opportunity for you. We've talked so much about Medicaid during this program and Medicaid planning. 
get ahead of the ball. If you're dealing with a long-term care crisis, if you've been thrown into crisis mode, you can attend the webinars this Wednesday, but you may want to go ahead and schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can go to WGALaw.com to do that. Don't forget, Bill also has a webinar in the afternoon dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. Again, a wonderful opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. Highly educational webinars and there's no cost to you. It's free to register, free to attend. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address to register, and you're good to go. WGALaw.com is where you can go click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Or if you would like to call the office and register that way, you can call 919-256-7000. 7000 is the phone number to call bill's webinars this wednesday april 12th be sure to sign up otherwise you're going to have to wait until may bill does these the second wednesday of every month that will do it for us today we're out of time we hope you will join us again next weekend we hope to see you at the webinars as well on behalf of bill alexander i'm jason kong thanking you so much for listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander have a wonderful day